Yo, what up? It's your boy, Cool Shep. This podcast is brought to you by my boy, Joey T and Tyrese Maxi. But right now, you know, we just maxing on the courts, hailing from the streets of South Philly. Sometimes it gets a little hectic out there. But right now, we go up you on how we just chill. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Trust the Podcast. I am your host, Joe Tune, as always. The NBA season is finally underway, but the 76ers had to go and ruin Philly night. They lose to the Boston Celtics by the final score of 126 to 117. We've got two of my fellow diehard Sixers fans here to react. JP Miganolti and Justin Ischinger are back for a second season. Guys, how are you feeling tonight despite uh, a tough loss for us to open the year? Well, I'm excited that the NBA is back, but obviously not excited about how Sixers played tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first game of the season. Uh, I was really excited that the Sixers got that slot versus the Celtics, but we just go out there and put up just like not a fun show. No, not at all. The effort was really weird, but obviously the big story was James Harden's monster performance. I mean, he finished with 35 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, really just flat out looked like the best player on the court, especially for the Sixers. You know, nine of 14 from the field, five and nine from three, made all of his free throws. We saw in that first quarter, he had some nasty step backs. He was giving Grant Williams uh, a very hard time. Just what what impressed you guys the most about Harden's performance before we get into some negatives? There's going to be a lot of them, but uh, starting with you, JP, what, what, what stood out to you? Um, I think just overall, he looked quicker and he looked like he was making decisions faster. He knew what he was trying to do. And uh, he, I mean, he blew by a couple people. He was making nice passes. Uh, obviously, he was hitting some threes. So that was really good to see. Yeah, he just looked a lot more comfortable in this offense. Uh, again, this offseason to work with the team, uh, lose some weight. It looked like <laughs> it really yeah, helped out with him. And I just hope that he keeps this up the yeah. rest of the season. But. For sure. He had 16 first quarter points. Uh, we were up 29-24 to start the first. And that's kind of where things started to take a nosedive. I'm going to leave it up open-ended to you guys. Just uh, what, what, what was something that frustrated you guys the most? Because I, I have a laundry list, but you guys go first. What, what really stood out to you is why we couldn't get the job done to start the year? The Celtics just play us really well every year, and it's the same thing every time we play them. Like, they just take advantage of our weaknesses. They play us just – like, they just got this new coach a few weeks ago, but it still looks like the old Celtic system that we've been beaten by the previous years. Yeah, just with all the double teams, I know. Yeah, I mean, obviously Embiid played pretty bad. He turned the ball over a lot. The defense really wasn't good either. I mean, they were, I mean, they were making their shots, but they were all pretty much wide open, standstill jump shots, or just easy drives to the basket. We were promised a really, really tough Sixers defense, and I didn't see much difference from the last few years tonight. Now I'm not saying that's you know going to stand. 
Ish, you were tweeting out some uh, some criticism of PJ Tucker early in the game. I think you called him PU Tucker. I thought that was a little premature. That, that was uh, a misclick. I deleted that tweet. Oh, but, you, okay, uh, <laughs> but it is kind of funny. Oh, you <laughs> meant to click PJ? Not PJ. <laughs> yeah, I meant to say PJ. Okay, fair enough. I'm looking Tucker at my... is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I am looking at my laptop here. The J and the U are very close together. <laughs> Maybe that certainly was a misclick, but nonetheless, I mean. I don't think PJ Tucker was atrocious tonight, but you know, my, my stupid friend, Chris Reynolds, he always criticizes PJ Tucker because he can't guard stars. He cited his performance against Kevin Durant and we saw Jason Tatum once again, have uh, a great performance. And a lot of it was against him. What did you guys make of PJ's fit on the team in his first game, both offensively and defensively? Tatum for the most part, uh, cooked him. And uh, on offense, I mean, he had a few, open jumpers he just didn't make them um and that's pretty much what's going to come down to with him on offense he's not going to be a huge factor but it was a little bit concerning on defense to see him get abused by Tatum the whole game yeah I mean uh he just wasn't he had a few open shots that he didn't hit that's where the impulse two came from when he missed a wide open corner jump shot mm-hmm. that's like what he's known for just standing in the corner and shoot threes but yeah. Uh, yeah, we saw Brown and Tatum go off tonight. Uh, that's who he was primarily guarding. Yeah, I think PJ, I, I expect him to get in more of a rhythm, but, you know, Grant Williams kind of did his job tonight for Boston. He was making the corner threes. He was bringing some toughness. Now, Grant Williams was also, you know, full of crap on a couple of those calls. I mean, he was definitely, you know, selling for the refs there a lot. But nonetheless, he had a good game offensively, so I can't fault him too much. I don't think we can pin this all on P.J. Tucker, absolutely. J.P. already touched on uh, Embiid's struggles tonight. The double, The double teaming of Embiid is just... It's frustrating to me because I think we either like Doc or Embiid himself either has to recognize that he's just got to, you know, pass out of those situations more or at the other, the other case is just that Embiid needs to stop like settling for, he settled for a lot of threes tonight. Didn't you, did you guys notice that at all? Yeah. What was it like one for six? I think somewhere around there, you know, one for six. That's actually correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was just, I think there was one play where, he had the ball at the top, and they set like a screen for him, and he just took a pull up three, and right. it was just like, what, like, what's the point of that? Yeah, miraculously, he, I mean, he still shot fifty percent from the field, but like, imagine if he took like three less three pointers tonight, he could have been a lot more efficient. Yeah, he missed um, a lot of open layups. I feel like just him trying to draw a foul, and he yeah, should I, be going for the layup, you know. I thought the the second half, he especially just he just kind of looked tired or bored or I, I don't know what. Now, there was a couple of plays, I'll say, where all of a sudden on defense, he was diving around in the air, if you notice that. But uh, at the same time, it's just, you know, he it's weird because he had 15 rebounds. But yet I feel like he and a lot of the other guys just weren't putting that effort in once again, rebounding wise. Yeah, he's been I, I feel like he's been pretty lackluster on defense for like a year and a half now it's been a mm-hmm. while and it's it seems to be the same again this year so far yeah I, I'm hoping he fixes that up I mean I'm not worried about him like it's Embiid I, of course he'll get better but you know like if we got a if we got a dominant Embiid performance with this Harden performance we probably win the game I mean we only lost by nine I also thought just down the stretch like there was no run like there wasn't even like a like a half run where we cut the lead in half like 
Boston just led by 10 for the last six minutes. I'm dealing with a similar problem with my Packers right now. Just no urgency at any point. Do you guys agree with that take that the, the urgency is once again, just not really felt? Yeah, I feel like like once we got down in this game, uh, just got away from us. Everyone stopped really trying. Uh, they just weren't showing any heart like we saw at the end of the Miami series, you know? Yep. Another thing, though, that we were talking about a little in our in our little Sixers group chat, it was uh, Maxi. just – he was good tonight. He especially picked up in the second half, but I forget which of you guys were saying it, but he's just got to, like – learn when to pull the trigger we saw this a couple times with him uh last year just he's got to realize how good he is because I, I he's still young but he could have shot I think five to ten more times tonight he, that's how good he was playing shot 50 percent from the field and from three finished with 21 points I just feel like this is a guy who who should be letting the clip fly when don't you guys agree I'm sure you do yeah I agree especially in the first half like if there was nothing really that I could even recall off the top of my head where like he's like looked aggressive at all mm-hmm. yeah I, I think that with Maxi, it's it's just gonna be a feel thing I, I think that Doc for for all we hate Doc for um I think that one thing he's done well is just continue to just empower Maxi, just at press conferences all that kind of stuff he's always saying that Maxi is is basically the guy so as long as he as long as Doc sees that I I think he'll coach Maxi into doing that as as much as I don't like him but speaking of Doc Rivers you know it sounds like we're just beating the same drum but you know Montrez Harrell we signed him a month ago before the season just out of nowhere I wasn't expecting it when after we were promised Paul Reed was going to be the backup center Montrez Harrell's a former six man of the year this is a guy that can score the ball I thought the guy would bring a lot more effort, even if he is a little defensively challenged. I thought he would be a guy who brought effort. What I saw from him tonight was easily the worst player on our team, and I saw him not really trying to make any sort of rebound or defensive play whatsoever. He kind of just stared at the rim whenever a guy like Al Horford or even a Tatum driving, something like that, would happen. I saw a guy who wasn't interested. Did you guys uh, find Harold that bad, or am I being a little too harsh? I mean, yeah, I thought he was bad. Obviously, I I would rather Paul Reed play too. Harold's never been like known for his defense at all. He's always been the guy who would come in and score a couple buckets. And even on offense, like he just looked totally lost. He could barely even catch the ball. It was just really bad. Yeah, he just looked lost out there. Like the pick and roll with him and Harden wasn't working. Uh, he just didn't look adjusted to this offense yet. Uh, you know, he just came in. He probably doesn't know the full playbook. Uh, you know, him being an undersized center, you could see it out there. He was getting out rebounded. Uh, we lost the defense when he was out there. Even Blake freaking Griffin, he had five rebounds. He, he's matched up with him a little bit. You know, someone like Noah Vonley for Boston, that's just a guy who, to me, looked like they, they got guys like that who they were hungry. They off the bench. They, they looked like they were ready to come in and play. Noah Vonley only shot two times he, his stats weren't really there but you could tell you know he was helping with the double teams for Embiid he, he was a plus seven in the plus minus like and obviously Brogdon as well the addition of him really helped Boston I what did you guys think of the rest of our bench like Melton and House what did how do you assess their performances you know they kind of came into the game in the first quarter together they were paired a lot uh I, I have a lot to say about Melton but you guys go first I think they look good I didn't really have much complaints about them. They locked up defensively, got a few buckets, uh, just doing what role players do best, you know? 
yeah, I thought they were pretty good on defense, especially Melton. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, neither one of them really like did much on offense. So I guess that would be my complaint is that neither one of them really scored. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. You know, House and Melton only shot a combined six times. I agree. I think Melton Melton looked like the, the guy I wanted, the, 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 the defensive hound off the bench. That's exactly what I wanted. I want him to shoot a little more, though, and I'm not really blaming him. I don't really think he had the opportunities to um, to shoot the ball, really, to get going. He only shot four times, five points on the game. I mean, I thought he played his role to, uh, excellently, as you guys just said. Weirdly, he was he was a team high, tied with Embiid for a team high minus 13. I thought he was, you know, one of the better players on our team tonight, so I'm surprised to see him that low. One last note on the bench before we can kind of wrap up here. You know, Matisse played about two seconds. It was at the end of the, this, the first half. Did you guys want to see him in this game at all? I'm not sure how I feel yet, but I'm interested to hear your guys' opinion on Matisse's spot on the team right now. I, there really isn't much of a role that I think he would play. Because mm-hmm. uh, pretty much, I mean, he's obviously a good defender. But, I mean, House is probably 85% of the defender that he is, but he obviously provides a lot more in offense. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably not. I probably wouldn't have played him. Yeah. I mean, I was curious what our rotation was going to look like coming into the season. And it looks like that Matisse couldn't battle out any minutes in this training camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's only going to be used for that very defensive role, it seems like. Uh, or we're trying to get rid of them before the season ends. I'm, I'm just upset that I didn't see any Furcon minutes this game. <laughs> I knew you were going to get that <laughs> at some point. Listen, I, to be fair, I, I George Niang, I don't think he's that much better than Ferk. If Ferk, like, supposedly he was dealing with some injuries last year, if he's bright, like, he looked good in that uh, that Olympic little thing he was doing in the summer. So I think we could see some Ferk minutes at some point this year-ish. I don't think you're going to be waiting – for the next 10 months, you won't get to see Ferk. What I would say about those two guys, they, they feel like they're going to be in some sort of trade package at some point, Matisse and Ferk on, especially Ferk because of that salary. But going back to JP's point, you know, JP, what do you feel about I, – I, I wonder if Matisse could have George's minutes, just 10 minutes of Matisse playing defense. I, I was ready to send him out of town. I know I was, but then I watched the bench tonight. I saw the Celtics – how good they were playing in transition. They they dominated us in the fast break uh, area. So I, I just wonder if Matisse could maybe provide a little help there. I know we're not going to play a good team like the Celtics every game, but still. Yeah, I think also it would depend on like the type of game that it was because like obviously tonight the Celtics were uh, scoring at will. So yeah. I kind of agree with playing George. Just to you have to have some scoring to keep up. Mm-hmm. But if it's like a closer, slower pace, slower pace game, um, maybe Matisse could play. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. Ish, do you think George should have any competition from Matisse, or would you not? Uh, I don't. I don't think Doc's gonna give George like any competition. I feel like George minutes are pretty set, just being like the stretch forward that mm-hmm. every once in a while will give you a fifteen point game. But other than that, he's just chuck your threes and do whatever else he does, I guess. Yeah, that's whatever else he does. He doesn't do much. He doesn't do much else. That's all he does. That's all he does is chuck up threes. I agree. 
uh, just to wrap up here, we got the Bucks Thursday night. I'm gonna be recording it because I'll be at Pagula during the game, but I will watch it afterwards. I've got the I got YouTube TV now, so I can like record every Sixers game in this like thing. So I it's like a folder, I guess almost. So I can just go back and watch the game. So I'm excited about that. That aside, Bucks Bucks on Thursday home opener. How do you think this team responds? How do you think we're gonna come out in the home opener? I'm gonna hope that they come out with more energy, uh, especially Embiid. Uh, especially uh, well because it's the home opener, obviously. So uh, I'm expecting them to win. Yeah, Ish. What about you? <laughs> with how electric this city is right yeah. now, yep. If the Sixers like come home for their home opener against the Bucks, like, th- this the city's hungry right now, and mm-hmm. we need to come home and win and uh, yeah, cheer true. everyone up, bro. Yeah. Listen, the Sixers ruined Philly night tonight, but I do the Phillies play on Thursday? Do we know? I don't think so. Um, no, nah, I think they're off. Maybe. Oh, see, it's not I'm even Philly sure. night on Thursday. We're gonna have to. Get, the Sixers are gonna have to carry us then on Thursday. They're gonna have to get the win. You guys are Birds fans, of course. I'm a suffering. Uh, we're not even gonna talk about them, but the the Eagles are on bye this week, unfortunately, too. So sounds like it's gonna be like not that busy of a weekend for the for Philly, but at the same time, I agree. The city is electric right now. All we need is well, not that busy. By Friday, the Phillies might be in the World Series. That's true. So. That's true. That's true. We or, can... Wait, no, no, no. Saturday, be Friday, Saturday. four Saturday. games now. Okay, I was. Saturday. I didn't look at it. Yeah, we have to win four games. Saturday, the, the same Phillies. time, you can watch the Phillies win the National League, and watch the Spurs and State Whiteout. Yeah, okay. We got the Whiteout. <laughs> we got the Fightins. We got Wembenyama watch all on Saturday. That's going to be great. Brett Brown coming home to Philly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for that. He better get cheered for five he, straight. He's going to get mixed reaction. Uh, we have Doc Rivers. We should love Brett Brown now. We can talk <laughs> about boys briefly because this is a basketball podcast, but Bill Walton was sadistically grinning at us from behind home plate the whole game. So we're allowed to – that's the tie-in. So we can talk Phillies real fast here. Guys. As you all know, I'm a diehard Phillies fan. I watch, <laughs> I've been watching the Phillies for years. I'm definitely not a new fan whatsoever. Schwarber with the bomb out to the, the, the upper deck. How, how would you describe this just this past week for the Phillies, guys? Electric. Yes. I mean, yeah, it's been awesome. Mm-hmm. I've, I mean, I haven't watched every single game for every year, but I've followed them for – I mean, a decade now. So it's really cool to see them actually win for once. Yeah, the payoff. Listen, I, jokes aside, like, obviously I'm not going to pretend I'm the number one Phillies fan, but, like, I follow the team. But I'm, I'm just glad for all my friends and family members who have had to suffer through this Phillies decade. They're finally they, – they, they really could win the World Series. Like, they're that, they're that close. I mean, they just stole a, a game on the road against the Padres. I, there's, there's not much more you can say. The pitching's going crazy. I don't know. Listen, like, as I said, I don't watch the game. So somehow in the past year, we went from having an awful bullpen to one of the most lights out one in the league. Grand <laughs> Theft Alvarado agreed to play for us while also playing for the Pelicans. That's great. So I don't know. What, what's your, what's your, just give prediction. We can wrap up here. Phillies Padres series predictions. Phillies in what? <laughs> uh, I'll say Phillies win in six. Yes. Ish. Is Nola pitching tomorrow? Yeah, yes. Okay. Phillies in four! Yeah! We talk about the fighting! 
We're talking about the fight. Said. Said. All right. That's going to wrap up this episode of Trust the Podcast. Thank you to JP and Justin for joining me on this Sixers season opener. Thank you to the Phillies for not ruining Philly night, unlike the Sixers. But hopefully the Sixers get a bounce back in the home opener. So thank you guys for listening. Make sure to follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow on TikTok. We're going to have some content coming out there. Stay tuned for a Western Conference preview that I'm a week behind getting out, but that's coming later in the week as well. So other than that, have a great rest of your night. Thanks for listening. Go Sixers.